Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gusik, your host. And today, this is a solo episode. I've been interviewing so many amazing people. But every now and then, I just have something that I need to share with all of you. So these are my solo episodes. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about client questionnaires. This is something that a lot of photographers are not doing. Um, and it's fine. This is why we're here today, right? To, you know, to share something new that is going to help your business and the idea behind this episode today came after I spoke on episode 140 with Danielle Moyer about how to be a student of your clients. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'm going to link it here on the notes below. Go listen to it. It's really, really good. But having client questionnaires are really, really important because they're going to give you information that perhaps you didn't know about, right? Perhaps this is information that you need to perform better at a wedding. So today I'm going to share with you my client questionnaire. What do I ask and why do I ask the things that I ask? So if you're ready, maybe get some pen and pencil, pen and pencil, pen and paper, you know what I mean, and maybe take some notes. Um, and again, food for thought. You know, maybe this is something that you are not doing yet. And perhaps after listening to this episode, you're like, oh, it's a great idea. Or perhaps after listening to this episode, you have to tie up your current questionnaire. Whatever the case is, I hope that this information is valuable. Now, one of the forms, I mean, actually, one of the uh, tools that I use to collect these forms is Google Forms. It is a free platform. You just need a Gmail account uh, and you can create as many forms as you want. And it's really, really easy because you send the link to your clients. And once they fill out the form, you get a notification and voila, you have all the information just in one place. Super easy. So the first thing that I obviously ask on my questionnaires is for the client's names. You might think this is silly, but again, if you have 25 or 30 forms at the end of the year, you want to make sure who you're talking about, right? Now, I am an inclusive vendor. All couples are welcome in my business, and I want to make sure that they feel welcome and seen. So I don't use terms like bride and groom, anything like that. I try to be as um, inclusive as possible. So instead of asking for bride and groom, I say partner one and partner two. Okay. So the first questions that I ask on my questionnaire is partner one, full name, and partner one, pronouns. This might be uh, a 
a thing that you never thought about, but this is really important for people. Now, don't ask, what are your preferred pronouns? Because this is not about preference. This is not about like, hey, I like sugar on my tea sometimes and sometimes I don't, no? Those are just their pronouns. So just straight to the point, ask for their pronouns. Now, obviously, after that, I ask for partner one email and cell number. I want to make sure that I have all this information in case that I need to contact them. Then I ask for partner one IG handle. I want to make sure that I have all their information. So when I'm using, you know, their photos on Instagram that I can properly tag them. And then I go into obviously the same questions for partner two, name, pronouns, email and cell phone and IG handle. After I get the basic information, I move on into some of the questions that I need to know to make sure that I can create the correct timeline. Getting ready. Are you guys getting ready together as in the same room? If the answer is yes, this is going to give me an idea of how the preparation is going to go. If the answer is no, now I know how I need to split my time to be able to photograph both of them. Then I said, are you getting ready in the same location as in the same hotel or villa? Once again, this is going to give me enough information to know if I'm going to have to be driving to two different locations. After that, I ask if you are not getting married in this, <laughs> excuse me, if you're not getting ready in the same location, where will partner one will have the final preparations, right? Here, I'm asking for an address and a location. And then I ask the same question for partner two. I want to make sure that I have, once again, hotel, direction, address, everything. So things are super clear. Then I ask for pre-ceremony images. Do you have a preference if partner one gets their photos taken first or partner two, you know, does it matter? Let me know. Once again, all this is information that I am collecting. So when I am writing a timeline, things make sense. Then I move into questions about ceremony and reception. Where is your ceremony taking place? Once again, venue name and address, contact name and email. I want to make sure that I have all this information. Then I ask, how long does it take to get from, you know, the location of your ceremony to the reception if it's in a different, you know, venue? Then I ask, where will your reception take place? Once again, name, address, contact, email, all that. Then I ask a little bit about the restrictions. Tell me about the restrictions of your ceremony location. This is really, really important because I don't want to get to the day of the wedding not knowing what I'm not able to do. This question is really important, especially when you're photographing weddings at churches. Churches have a lot of restrictions. Some of them, they don't let you use flash. Some of them, they don't let you get close to the altar. Some of them, they don't even let you take photos from like the actual grounds of the church. You have to be taking all the photos from like the balcony. So you need to know all these details before the day of the wedding so you can actually prepare. If you're not able to use a flash, you need to make sure that you have lenses that can perform really, really well in low light. If you can get close to the couple, you need to have a gigantic zoom lens to be able to get those images. If you cannot photograph on the grounds of the church and you can only be, you know, from the balcony, once again, you need to be prepared for all this. You want to make sure that the day of the wedding, there are not surprises that are going to throw you off your game. Alrighty? Then I ask if the ceremony is religious and I 
mention uh, there's kind of like a drop down menu that has pretty much every single religion in the planet. So I want to make sure that I understand uh, what's, you know, what's the religion background. Uh, I ask for the time of the ceremony. Then I ask for how long the ceremony will last, you know, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Once again, all these little details are going to be fundamental for my timeline. I ask for a cocktail hour, if there is a cocktail hour and at what time it starts, then obviously how long the cocktail hour lasts. You don't want to make assumptions. You don't want to be like, oh, all cocktail hours are just one hour. I have had couples that the cocktail hour have been two hours. I have had couples that the cocktail hour has been 30 minutes. So you don't want to make any assumptions. Then I ask, is there a set time for the reception? Please let me know. Um, then I ask this very important question. Is there a set time at this point when you need or want to be at the reception? Now, this is going to give me enough information to know if they, you know, if they're going to, you know, miss the, you know, the beginning of the reception, you know, whatever the case is, I want to know. Then I move into the section of my questionnaire that talks about first looks and family formals. Do you plan on seeing each other before the ceremony? Yes, no, unsure, let's talk about it. So if they tell me they're unsure, we're gonna jump on a phone call. I wanna make sure that I address their needs and wants, that I make sure that they're clear and understand what a first looks look like and that I give them comfort and security. This is really, really important. Then I ask, if you plan on seeing each other before the ceremony, will you like all family photos completed before the ceremony as well? Yes, no you know, whatever the case is, again, this is crucial for my timeline. Then I ask which family group's photos would you like uh, taken? And here I give them a couple of examples. Couple with partners, number one parents, couple with partners, number one immediate family, and so on. So I give them all these different kind of like um, ideas of what like family formals is, and then I leave a blank question at the bottom that says, if there are additional family groups that you would like, please list them here, right? So if they said, hey, we want to get, you know, a photo with Aunt Lucy, here is where they're going to put it. Hey, we want to be a formal photo with my college friends. Here I put it. Once again, fundamental information for the timeline. Now, obviously, I go here into the details. I ask them for the names and relationships of partners. Number one, immediate family, meaning parents, siblings, grandparents, whatever the case. And obviously, the same question for partner number two. This is important because even though I'm not going to be able to remember all the names of, you know, their guests at their wedding, at a minimum, I want to make an effort to remember their parents' names and their siblings' names, right? This is really going to get you some great points when you're doing those family photos photos and you actually call people by their name, people really remember that. So make an effort. I know sometimes it's really difficult. We have a lot of things going on, but at least ask, at least make, you know, that little tiny effort. Then I ask this particular question that I think is really important. Are there any special family situations, parentheses, divorces, deaths, etc., that I should know about and need to be sensitive to? This is a very important question to ask. You don't want to show up to a wedding and be like, hey, where is dad? Let's get a picture with dad. And then they're like, oh, dad passed. You don't want to make a fool of yourself like that. 
You don't want, if there is some, you know, weird dynamics because their parents are divorced and let's say that they don't, you know, they're not talking to each other. You want to make sure that you know about this. So when you're doing your family formals, you don't try to be like, hey, get a picture with mom and dad together because they're not in good terms, right? So this question is sensitive, uh, but it's also, you know, once you ask this question, all my clients really appreciate it. And, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, no, everybody gets along well. Sometimes it's like, hey, thank you for asking, you know, this is uh, the current, you know, special situations we have in our family. After I ask that question, then I move into wedding details, right? So then I ask, are there any special traditions or special things that I should know about which would be happening on your wedding day? Once again, I'm asking this question because I don't want to be caught like out of guard, right? Like I don't want to be like, oh, nothing is going to happen right now. I'm going to run to the restroom. And what happens is like, because I didn't know about this tradition, this tradition is actually happening when I am not present. I want to make sure that I know every single little thing that is happening at a wedding so I can plan, I can be alert, and I can prepare to capture it. I asked them if they have a formal exit plan, and why I'm asking this is if they do, I want to make sure that when I create my timeline that I stayed all the way to the end to capture, let's say, that a sparkle exit or whatever the case is. I also ask about what is your first dance song, and this is just me, you know, I just want to know what they're going to dance to. This really makes no difference on my timeline, but uh, it's going to make a difference at the end of the experience. You know, when I'm delivering their photos, if I can include their first dance song into their slideshow, I know it's going to be really, really emotional. I also ask, obviously, at what time does your reception end? All this is information that, once again, is going to help me with the timeline. God, if you're taking a shot every single time I said timeline, by now you're drunk. But we're going to move along with this, right? Uh, I asked, obviously, how many guests are they expecting? All that good. Then I move into wedding vendors. I want to know all the vendors that participate in this wedding because, one, I want to send them an email. I want to introduce myself and I want to make sure that I have all their contact. So when their images are ready, I can share images with vendors. I can tag them on my social media and I can build those relationships with perhaps people that I haven't met or I haven't had an opportunity to work with. So I ask them who is their wedding coordinator, contact, name, email, website, pretty much everything. Who is the videographer? who is the florist, cake artist, band or DJ, makeup artist, hairstylist, cater, officiant, any, and then I ask, what other vendors are part of your wedding day? Lighting, linens, rentals, string players, etc. I want to know the name of every single person. After that, I move into style. And this, again, I just want to know about uh, these questions just because, you know, it's going to give me some context for when I blog this wedding. And it's also going to give me, you know, information. So when I'm using social media, I can tag the designers. So I ask them, where did partner one get their wedding dress or tux from? And it's made by a particular designer. So I want to know the store where they bought it from. If it's a particular designer, I want to know who did it. All that information is good. Pay close attention that I'm not asking here, you know, bride, where did you get your dress from? I said, partner one, where did you get your wedding dress or tux from? Okay, I'm including everything within one question. And then, of course, I ask the same thing for partner number two. 
Then I asked about a wedding party and I said uh, where they got their dresses or tuxes from. So once again, I have all this information. Then I move into the wedding party and I ask how many people are going to be, you know, um, with the partner one and two. And I ask for the names of the, you know, the people that are included in the wedding party, whether they are bridesmaids, groomsmen, okay? Uh, I also ask for their Instagram handles. So when I post an image of, you know, let's say the wedding party on my Instagram, I have the contact information of everybody so I can tag them so I get more exposure. This is just a little tip there. You should always be tagging people on your Instagram posts. The more people you tag, the better chances you have of your content being repurposed, you know, repurposed, reshare, um, people commenting, people, you know, leaving you likes. So make sure that you're tagging as many people as you can within your post. And then obviously I asked for some final questions, right? And here I said, we're almost done. I know that my questionnaire is long and extensive, but this really helps me uh, get, get all the information that I need to craft a really good timeline for my clients. So I asked them if they know when they're gonna depart on their honeymoon. So I know this information. So if I post a teaser, I wanna make sure that they're able to see it. Uh, I ask them for their address. So when I send them a thank you gift or I send them their album, I already have this information. I ask here for tell me a little brief story of how you met. And again, this here is just for me to have some context if I decide to write a blog post about them. Uh, I'm just not gonna be like, hey, this is the wedding of so-and-so. Now I can add little details of how they met, where they met, how they, you know, how they got engaged and all that good stuff so and obviously the last question that I ask is is there anything else you would like to communicate with me this is an open question here they can say whatever they want uh, but this questionnaire has really helped me you know understand a little bit of how the day of my clients is gonna uh, unfold it's gonna help me understand where do I need to be at what time help me prepare to create that really good timeline help me have a better relationship with their families because I already know their names help me understand if there are any you know situations that I need to be sensitive to and I think this is the most important question that you should ask and I think that a lot of question that a lot of, a lot of people ignore this question and it's just you don't know what you don't know but now you know that you should be asking this question so next time that you show up to a wedding you know exactly what you're gonna face with guys i hope this uh, episode was useful and valuable and if you have any additional questions just make sure that you send me a dm at the talk republic i'm here to help you out thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you very soon with another episode until then bye Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.